What is up, my horror movie motherfuckers? Welcome to another horror movie hood review with your boy T. Sean. And I am so fucking excited because it's fucking Friday. And plus, I love chopping it up with you motherfuckers, man. You guys are awesome. And I hope you had a great, great week. Hope you had a great week. And I hope you have an even greater weekend. And, yeah, man, be safe and watch some fucking horror movies. Uh, today, we're, we, we got a good one. We got a good one from 1981. And I'm going to give you a little hint of, of what it is because it's definitely a classic. Like, one of the classics that scared the shit out of me. Uh, it was made for TV television for... The first time in 81. So just give you a little hint. Alright, you couldn't really hear it, but... <laughs> real good but it is the it's the 1981 classic man dark night of the scarecrow and it was originally a again cbs television movie that came out in 81 director uh frank de la uh felita uh scripted by jd Feigelson, I believe, and Feigelson's idea was originally to make the movie out of it, and I think it got sold to CBS, and I think he just got the credit for it, so, but it's it, great fucking movie, like, really, man, creeped me the fuck out when I was a kid, because shit like this, it was, it was new. You know, and especially in 81, again, I mean, dude, in 81, I'm like fucking eight. So, you know, my mom, of course, you know, tells us, hey, guys, there's this movie coming on. Do y'all want to watch it? And me and my sisters were, you know, and at the time we, our cousin, my cousins lived with us, um, Donnie and Tammy. And rest in peace, Donnie. Uh, thank you for serving our country. Uh, I love you, brother. And we we all watched this, and it scared the shit out of us. So I'm going to open up the review with a funny, kind of spooky little story that happened personally to me. When we watched the movie, again, it was me and my cousins and... Uh, my sisters, so me and my cousin Donnie were super close, just you know, like brothers. We always hung out, uh, especially when they lived with us at Foxcroft uh, in in Nashville and Foxcroft Apartments. And we just, I don't know, just scared the shit out of us. So down the street about, not even a quarter of a mile. We could probably, probably damn near throw a rock at this property. It was owned by the, I'm going to, I'm going to call the E's 
because I don't know if they I can say their names uh, on the podcast without getting sued. But <clears throat> we we walked down Paragon Mills Road. Shout out to the Paragon Mills boys. Uh, walked Paragon Mills Road. Uh, walked down Paragon Mills Road to the Seven Eleven to always go to the store, or we ride our skateboard or bike, or whatever. And we would pass Mister and Mrs. E's place, but they had. Uh, a small piece of property, probably about an acre behind them. And behind that was Mill Creek. And that's where we grew up, playing in a creek, acting a damn fool. So we seen that they had planted some fucking corn. And automatically, you know, we're, we're like, damn, dude. Uh, you know, we, we think children of the fucking corn. We don't, you know. But we see that Mr. Mr. E had put up a scarecrow in the back of the cornfield. And it wasn't like, again, it wasn't a lot of corn. It was probably like four or five rows of corn. But there was a scarecrow back there. And it scared the shit out of us. Like spooked us beyond belief. So we all got the, the nerve to go. And it was uh, me... Uh, John Overall, rest in peace, John. Uh, uh, John Overall, Al Cardo Slater, uh, Ryan Stockard, my cousin Donnie, and we all went into the cornfield, and we literally, I think we scared ourselves into believing that this fucking scarecrow actually moved. Because... It does, it, it moves in the movie. I'll, we'll talk about that later on uh, in the review. And took, I mean, hauled our asses out of there, dude. Like, 100 miles and running. <laughs> we, was, we was gone. And worked ourselves up over this shit. So I go back to my oldest sisters. And I'm like, man, we, we seen the scarecrow at Mr. and Mrs. E's place. And... You know, it fucking moved, it moved, it's real. And, you know, my sisters are older. They're like three, four years older than I am. And they're they're just giggling, making fun of me. And they actually got their friends to go over there and were like, we didn't see shit. So we have really, literally worked ourselves into a frenzy of fear about this scarecrow. Well, unknowingly, as I'm telling my sisters this story, my dad, and my, you know, my dad was a police officer in law enforcement, and he, but he was a jokester. Like, man, Pops was, he was known around the neighborhood as Papa Taylor, and he was, he was everybody's dad. You know, even the ones that he took to jail, they liked him, because he was a, he'd done his job, he was a real cop. And, you know, work for the community. But he he heard us tell this story. So he goes to Mr. E and tells him that we are so worked up and scared to death of that fucking scarecrow in his cornfield. And we, you know, we didn't know he, he had heard anything. So Halloween comes around. We're all dressed up, and, and we all had a pattern every year. We would go up Jonquil, 
Jonquil Drive. We would take a right on, uh, I want to say Emily Drive, I believe that's what it is, and worked our way around to Church Hill, which had a, a street and went down the hill, back down to Paragon Mills Road, where Mr. and Mrs. E's property was. We had worked our way down there, and we were uh, we were chaperoned by my aunt, Beverly, which, which was my cousin Donnie's mother, and she knew she was in on this whole thing the whole fucking time. And that boy, I'm telling you, I like to I like to call her a name, but she probably popped my mouth all the way from Dixon, Tennessee, but. So she's like, let's go over here. Let's let's go over to, to this property, which was Mr. and Mrs. E's property. And we're like, oh, no, no, we, we can skip that house. We can skip that house. So we seen that they were handing out, like, full-size candy bars. And, you know, back in, in the 80s, 70s, that that's what, you know, you got a few uh, – Big, real fucking candy bars. Not these little bite-sized motherfuckers that they put out now. And, you know, you got real candy bars. But, so, we went over there. They She basically made us go over there. Forced us to go over there. And we get in the yard and we look and see. It's still dark, but... You know, the moon was, you know, very bright, and we looked in the back of the cornfield, and the fucking scarecrow was gone. Gone. And we were all just like, oh, fuck. And me and my buddy Ryan, I remember I looked at Ryan Stockard, shout out to Ryan Stockard. Um, I looked at him, and I was like, dude. And I looked at John Overall, and he was like, man and so we all noticed that this fucking scarecrow was gone so we're like oh shit did they take it down that's you know it'd be cool if they did take it down but we're thinking man this motherfucking scarecrow is is out for halloween so we get up to the house and at the corner of the fucking house mr e had done dressed up as this scarecrow taking it down, put the clothes on, and was standing on the side of the house and just waves at us. <laughs> Man, we almost shit our pants, dropped our candy, took off up, up Paragon Mills Road, and we were stopped by the laughter. Everybody was laughing and I guess they had told, you know, a couple of the parents that were around there with their kids that they were going to scare us, this certain group. And my aunt was in on it, and they were all just laughing. And and it really was a, it was kind of fucked up to do us like that, especially after watching this movie. But uh, I just, I think back to that time now, and it was just so simple. It was simple times, but the, smallest things you know we didn't we didn't see that shock horror that we have today we just seen scary creepy movies and that one did it man it and i'll never forget it i will never fucking forget it so 
let's uh we're gonna go ahead and get into to Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Uh again, it was nineteen eighty one. We and my mom gets us all in there and we you know, we're watching this movie and it is about Bubba Ritter, who is a an adult, but he has the mind of say a ten year old. And he loves to hang out with this little girl, Mary Lee Williams. And it's just, you know, it's innocent. He's her age in his mind. So, but you have Mr. Hazelrig, which is played by uh, Charles Durney and has been in so many movies, man. Like, uh, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, uh, many other movies, man. Like, he's Papio Daniel and Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Just a ton of movies. So, but they're, they're being, like, dude is watching them play in a field. And he's the mailman. So, I'm thinking, like, this motherfucker nowadays, pedophile, pedo. And he's just a creepy motherfucker. So he is kind of on the side of, oh, you know, Bubba Ritter, he's a grown man. He shouldn't be playing with little girls. But he doesn't understand that the the man has uh, the mind of a a fucking 10 or 12-year-old. So he doesn't know any better. But Hazel Rigg thinks, you know, he's got himself worked up that, that, you know, Bubba is going to take advantage of this girl and touch her in some kind of way and gets all of his buddies, which uh, he get there. It's Philby, which is played by Claude Earl Jones, uh, played in a lot of TV movies with uh, Andy Griffith. And uh, also Harless was the other one and Skeeter. And Harless is played by Lane Smith, which uh, was in My Cousin Vinny, uh, Son-in-Law. He's played in a ton of movies. Maybe you could look him up. Uh, Skeeter, on the other hand, uh, that's that's Robert Lyons. I, I hadn't seen him in a lot of shit, so I'm not sure. But Bubba was played by uh, Larry Drake, which is... Uh, Dark Man and Dr. Giggles. So, you know, the, and, and this was really a bust out role for a lot of these actors, a whole lot of these actors. So, to continue, uh, Hazel Rigg gets all these guys worked up, and he's like, ah, oh, he, he's going to do something bad. He's going to do something bad to her. And, you know, you know what's you know what's gonna happen, and so they already have this hate towards Bubba. You know, this this mentally off guy that thinks he's twelve years old, but he's an adult. And as they're as Bubba and Mary Lee are hanging out, they Mary Lee wants to go into this backyard, and it's got a little privacy fence around it, and she they break in. She goes in and she's looking at these little fucking creepy ass gnomes. I mean, creepy fucking gnomes. I don't, I don't, I don't know how other people feel, but fuck a gnome. 
Like, I, I don't like them little creepy bastards. So, she's in there. She's she's kind of making fun of one of them, uh, smoking a pipe. Well, all of a sudden, you hear this, this black fucking lab bark. And it shows him. And he's growling and showing fucking teeth and fixing to get this girl, Mary Lee. Well, Bubba, being a big old motherfucker, you know, like a big old tard. I mean, and I can say tard because, you know, I'm special too. So, fuck it. <laughs> and he busts the fence down. And it, it, doesn't, it doesn't show at the time what actually happens. Next thing you see is uh, Harless, which is Lane Smith, come running into the post office. And he's like, Hazel Rig, it's done happen. Bubba's, it, Bubba, he, Bubba Ritter's done fucked up. And, you know, and Hazel Rig's like, what? And he's like, it's, it's that Williams girl. And talking about Mary Lee, and he's like, what happened? He said, she's dead. So, you know, Harless fucks, you know, he's agging shit on and really starts the fucking shit. And they, the next, it shows Bubba running. He's scared. He's he's running to his house, his home with his mother, his safe place. And Harless goes off, and they end up getting that, getting Skeeter and Philby and Hazel Rig, and they all got these guns, and they fixing to go and hunt this motherfucker down and, and like, take him in or, or kill him or whatever. So Bubba, get, you know, gets to the house, and he's, he's telling his mom, Bubba, I didn't do it. I didn't mean to do it, Mama. <laughs> Excuse my little retarded redneck, but that's how he fucking sounded. So he's like, you know, I didn't do it, Mama. I didn't do it. And... She's like, she's like, oh, it, honey, it's okay. And he's like, they're coming to get me. They're going to kill me and all this. And she's like, no, they're not. We're going to play the hiding game. We're going to play the hiding game. And she takes him and she tells, you know, he goes and he goes in the backyard and dresses in this scarecrow outfit and is up hanging up on a little thing and, so Hazel Rig and his little fucking dumb fuck posse shows up on the on the property and they got these dogs. And they're like, we know he's here. We got dogs. We got dogs hunting them down. And if I was Miss Ritter, Bubba's mama, I man, that'd have been it. I'd have walked out. I don't believe in gun violence, but uh their ass would have caught it that day. And been off my fucking property. And they take off and they go back there. And the mother's trying to stop them. So, but she she can't really do anything because it is four men with guns. They go into the backyard and they see uh, this scarecrow. And the dogs lead them up to the scarecrow. And they're looking around like, what the fuck? So Hazel Rig goes and gets closer and he sees that there is eyes it's definitely uh you can see that there's somebody in there and he realizes that it's bubba and 
he backs off and he tells the guys to to back up a little bit and you hear the infamous if Bubba would have just I guess stayed fucking quiet stayed quiet he'd have probably been alright but Bubba didn't do it and they knew it they, they knew what it was and immediately dude just start blasting this fucking dude like just shooting the shit out of him and which and they end up shooting him like fucking 21 times I believe so as soon as they I mean the gun smoke has not even cleared they get a call on the CB radio saying that Mrs. Williams has uh, welcome everybody to the podcast my queen GTN uh, yeah a bunch of letters uh, MQ, what's up? Welcome to the podcast. Uh, we're talking about Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. But they tell them that Mrs. Williams has called and Mary Lee is okay. That Bubba actually saved her life. So all, all four of the guys are like, oh, fuck. Like, man, we have done killed this dude. Like, shot the shit out of him. And they basically fucking, they go to court and nothing happens. They say that Bubba had this pitchfork, which a lot, you know, a lot of scarecrows back then, they had the pitchfork out there, you know, to uh, make it look like a real person. Like the fucking crows can tell. Come on, man. But so they go to court. And they testified that they tell they told Bubba many times to put down the pitchfork when that never happened. And they get away. They get off. And no, nothing happens to these guys. So as they're leaving the courthouse, the prosecutor is yelling at Hazelrig. He's like, I'm going to get you. Like, I'm going to get you. I know you shot this motherfucker 21 times. Now, you know, he didn't say, motherfucker, I did. But, you know, he's like, you know, you shot this fucking man 21 times, unarmed. And he keeps, he's telling him, he's like, you know, I'm going to get you one day. I'm going to screw up. I'm gonna, You're going to screw up. I'm going to find the evidence and I'm going to get your ass. And Hazel Reed looks at him and he goes, well, good luck with that. He was like, we're fixing to go and eat some fried chicken. And it shows them, you know, after that, it, it pans, they go to a bar or a restaurant and they're, they're making fun of, you know, fried chicken. <laughs> Harless is just, you know, of course, played by uh, Lane Smith. He's, you know, fried chicken, fried chicken, <laughs> which I, I wanted to, at, at my age, even I wanted to reach through the TV and smack the piss out of dude. Because he really got on my fucking nerves. So, uh, the the little girl, uh, Mary Lee, she's she was sedated. She finally wakes up. And the mother, Mrs. Williams, and her husband, they're, they're like, you know, I don't know what to tell her. And, you know, the husband's like, you didn't tell her that he died? And she was like, I don't know how. I can't believe she was so close to that man. I don't see why. 
because, motherfucker. She, he's a fucking tard with the mind of a 10-year-old. You know, play, playing around with a kid. He didn't know any better. And they didn't tell the girl. So the girl, you know, Mary Lee wakes up and goes directly to Bubba's house. And starts calling his name. Goes inside to his room. Or actually goes through the window. And the mother, Mrs. Ritter, catches her. And she's like, honey, what are you doing here? Mary Lee is like, I, I want to see Bubba. And that's the first thing that she asked for when she woke up. So Mrs. Ritter is like, well, honey, I, you can't see Bubba. And she was like, why? He's just playing hide and seek. And she has to tell her that she's de that Bubba's dead. And so Mary Lee runs and she goes to the the cross looking thing that the scarecrow was hanging on when they shot him. And she's like, don't worry, Mrs. Ritter. Bubba's just playing hide and seek. And she's like, you know, no, nah, man, like she, he's fucking dead. So, uh, the Harless guy, he's, he's a farmer. And he has a scare or a field, and his wife asks, she's like, you know, honey, why did you put up that scarecrow in the field? We're 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 not even planting corn, you know. So why did you? He's like, scarecrow, bitch. Well, what the fuck are you talking about? And he looks out, and there is a scarecrow out there, and it is the same scarecrow that Bubba was dressed in. So, oh, you know, good old Harless, he goes and he, you know, he, he sees Hazelrig and uh, Philby, Skeeter, all the guys who were involved in the murder. And he's like, he's like, okay, he's like, who, who, who's fucking with me? Who put up the scarecrow? And they're like, everybody's like, what the hell are you talking about? And he said, man, there's a fucking scarecrow in the back of my field. Who put it up? He's like, y'all y'all can't fuck with Bubba anymore. Now you guys are going to fuck with me. And they're like, man, we don't know what you're talking about. And they take him. And the scarecrow is gone. They, t you know, He takes all them over to the property. The scarecrow's gone. <laughs> yes, Bubba didn't do it. He sure the fuck didn't do it. But he does get revenge. He, he, he definitely gets revenge. He's smart enough to do that shit. And uh, I don't know, man, like, can a ghost be a, a retarded? I, I'm i not sure. Like, are you still retarded if you're a ghost? I don't know. Anyway, but <laughs> uh, it uh, it goes to the ne that, that night, Harless hears a bunch of shit coming from his barn. And he goes out there and goes up and, and tries to work on this chipper and as he's working on the chipper the motherfucker turns on and he falls good old Harless falls into the fucking chipper so he gone holler back <laughs> and so that's one down and everybody hears the news and Hazel Rig is he's thinking oh it's it, it's the mom 
the mom's doing it. She's she's the one who's putting the scarecrow out. She's doing like this, like this lady can do something. And now the, the crazy thing is that she's played by Jocelyn Brando, which is actually Marlon Brando's sister. She hadn't, she didn't play in a lot of movies. She played in uh, a few, but uh, Google it. Jocelyn Brando uh, done a great job in this movie, and. They think that this woman is is pulling all this shit, and they're going to try like they he tries to intimidate her, and delivers the mail to her, and puts his foot in the door, and he's like, "I know you're doing it, you old bitch. I know you're fucking with us. I know, I know it." And she's like, "I don't know what you're talking about, Hazel Red. Get the fuck out of here. You killed my son." I don't want to see you back on my property and this and that. And you know, he gives her a warning. I, I'm going to get you. I, I'm going to get you if you don't fucking stop and leave us alone. So then Philby, who is also a farmer, he sees the scarecrow and he goes to. Hazel Rig and Skeeter, he's like, I seen it. I seen the fucking scarecrow. Like, what's going on? And Hazel Rig is like, it's the mother. Don't come here again to my house talking about this bullshit. You're going to get us all pinched, which you motherfuckers deserve to be pinched like a zit, bitch. And so he, that night, Ophilby get he starts hearing shit like a clanking going on and he goes outside and he's got this big ass walking tall stick and goes around this, uh, one of those cylinders that hold corn and grain. I don't even know what the fuck they're called. Uh, I guess grain cylinders. I don't fucking know. I'm not a farmer, but they, he goes around there and it's a chain, the wind is up so high and this chain is banging against it. And he hears something inside of one of the cylinders or whatever they are. And he crawls inside and he, cause he hears something. He crawls inside and the door shuts. And so he can't get out. And all of a sudden the thing turns on and it starts, starts dropping corn down in there and it fills up and he his big dumb ass suffocates kills him so he gone <laughs> uh, so that's two that is gone then hazel rig so hazel rig gets in a fucking panic he gets in a real panic and he starts tripping out and he he goes and he breaks into Mrs. Ritter's house. And while she's in her chair, sneaks up behind her, puts his fucking hand behind her or over her mouth and starts talking shit to her. Well, she has a fucking heart attack. And it he's freaked the fuck out. He's like, oh shit. And ends up turning on the gas, gas stove and lighting a fire and the fucking house blows up. Well, the next morning, Mary Lee goes over and 
Yeah, definitely. There was a fucking perv, like for real, because he is he's he's watching this little girl. And and the next part is super fucking creepy because he goes to where they're having a Halloween costume party at the school. And he corners Mary Lee in the hallway. And he's like, oh, well, you don't have to be scared of me. I'm the mailman. I'm the mailman. You ain't got to be scared of me. And Mary Lee just looks at him and she's like, I know what you did to Bubba, motherfucker. She didn't say motherfucker. I did. <laughs> but, you know, she's like, I know what you did. You know, and he, she's like, did, did, he's like, did my, uh, Bubba's mama tell you that? And he goes, she goes, no, Bubba did. And he's like, well, we know that's not true. Bubba's dead. And he, she goes, no, he's not. And she takes off running. And this little pervert motherfucker, you know, for real, chases her, runs her through the school and gets stopped by another teacher. And he tells Hazel Rig, hey, man, get the fuck on, you know, leave. And so he does leave. And the girl, she's now on Hazel Rig's list. He thinks the girl is doing. And he goes to Skeeter, which is the kind of, you know, you can tell by the name. He's not the brightest motherfucker in the crayon box. So he's telling him, he's like, you know, I think it's the girl. I think it's the girl. Well, Skeeter's like, I think it's a, I think it's Bubba. I think it's a fucking spirit. I don't think, you know, I don't think Bubba's dead. And he's like, yeah, we fucking shot him. He's dead. Well, they end up going to the graveyard and digging Bubba up, Hazel Rig and Skeeter. And Skeeter is, he opens it up and he, he's like, oh God, he freaks the fuck out. It's him, it's him, he's in there. Oh God, and he's, he's fucking crying like a little baby back bitch because he, he, you know, he fucked up and karma's coming back and biting his stupid ass. And... Hazel Reed jumps on top of him, starts fucking strangling him and smacking him and shit. And he's like, all right, all right, calm down, calm down. Like, bitch, you just smacked the fuck out of me and strangled me. Like, I'm going to calm down. So Skeeter ends up, he, you know, he gets back in the hole and he's, he's closing the coffin. And they're getting ready to cover it back up. Well, Hazel Rig's like, he's like, man, fuck this, dude. No, the only, the only Perfect crime is when one person knows. You know what I mean? You can keep it secret with, you know, two people if one person's dead. So he ends up smacking this motherfucker across the head, killing him, killing Skeeter, and smacked him with a shovel. And so he's gone, and that's number three. So as he's least, as Hazel Rig is leaving, He's driving, he's drinking, you know, kind of kind of freaked the fuck out, which he should be, big dumbass motherfucker. And he sees Mary Lee standing out in the middle of the road and stops. She's in her little pink nightgown, which I don't know what the fuck a little 12-year-old girl's doing out in the middle of a damn the country in a pink-ass nightgown. But this is why. 
she runs off into this pumpkin field and cornfield. And Hazelrig takes off after her. Again, fucking pervert. Full-blooded perv, man. And chasing her and he ends up losing her. But he hears this tractor start to fuck up. And it's it starts chasing him. Nobody's driving it. And it's chasing him through this corn or this pumpkin patch. And he's running and he's falling and he's trying to get back up and he's scared to death. And he's like, Mr. Smith, or, or whoever owns the property, Mr. Smith, Mr. Smith. And I'm sorry. Fuck boy, it's not Mr. Smith, you know, and so he's running and he, he runs into that scarecrow, Bubba's scarecrow, and it's got the pitchfork and just jack, you know, he runs right into him, gets him right in the gut, and he falls down and all, all of a sudden the tractor shuts off, and then it shows Mary Lee hiding behind these corn stalks and pumpkins and she comes out and sees oh hazel rig laying there dead and again as as we're watching this on tv this fucking scarecrow his head turns and looks at mary lee and she's like i knew you weren't dead bubba Tomorrow I'll, I'll play you and I'll teach you another game, and it's uh, hide and seek or uh, some kind of shit. And she's like, "It's kind of like tag." And he holds out this flower and gives the little girl a flower, the scarecrow, and it, then it, you know, it, it. That's it. That's that's how it ended. And but. To be so fucking simple, it scared the fuck out of me. And to this day, it's still creepy as shit. One of my probably top twenty creepy fucking movies. And they they did they did a good a great fucking job on it off of the the short story that was written about it and. To this day, I, I still watch it, and you can uh, you can actually watch it on YouTube for free if uh, you just go uh, type in "Dark Knight of the Scarecrow." They have one that you can watch, I believe, on Prime or something like that. You have to pay for or uh, Screenbox, one of those two. And they have another one that you can watch for free. Uh, it's still good quality; it's not a cam. But definitely, I suggest this one highly, highly recommended to check this out. Because in 81, there's not a lot of fucking blood. There's not any gore. There, It's just flat out creepy, scary, horrific situation. That's it. I mean, super, super creepy. And it's still... I watched it when I was nine, eight, I believe, something like that, and then got terrified that Halloween by my aunt and Mr. and Mrs. E, 
and my dad, thanks a lot, pops, <laughs> rest in peace. But um, yeah, it, it, it still stays with me because it was done so good that it didn't need all that shit. It did not need the shock horror that we have today that people are so, uh, basically they're numb to to this kind of scare and fear because it, it, everything has gotten so fucking gory. And, you know, I miss those days like with Halloween. I mean, there's a guy in a white mask stalking fucking babysitters, man, and killing them. There's not a lot of blood in there. There's not a lot of blood. It's just a fucking creepy feeling that you can't get over. You can't get past. So, you know, same way with this. And I highly fucking recommend it, man. As, excuse me, guys. As I always say, if you haven't seen it, go rent it, borrow it, buy it, stream it, watch that motherfucker. Because it is worth the watch. It is definitely worth the fucking watch. And you, 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 won't, you won't regret it. Uh, if you're looking for shock horror, this, this, not, this is not going to be the movie for you. Uh, go, to, go to Rob Zombie or somebody like that, man. Because it's not, not this type of movie. But it is definitely, it's creepy as fuck. But as I'm, as I'm looking up, uh, man, y'all know what, what I, <laughs> if I say that, I'm looking at the time. Y'all know what time it is, man. It is smoke fucking 30. And we are about to blaze. Uh, we're actually going to, today we're going to do some good ass CBD. It's called Frosted Grapes. By my homeboy, Nathaniel Curl at Tegrity Farms in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, makes some of the best high-quality CBD uh, distillates, pens, flour, whatever you need, and it is fire. It is fire. It helps with uh, anxiety. It helps you relax. Uh, it, it, it is a very, very good, one of the best CBDs I've ever had. And, uh, you know, I'm usually a, a, a THC flower dude or dabs or crumble or, you know, but this CBD is very good and highly recommend it. So I'm going to smoke some of this frosted grapes while I bump my motherfucking nephew, Brother Bands, and... His homeboy for the low. So shout out to Rubber Bands and for the low with 24-7. So let's check it out. This break is brought to you by some fire-ass CBD.
know what was more fire uh laura heathcote welcome welcome to the podcast man uh i don't know what was more fire man rubber bands and for the low with 24 7 or that fucking frosted grapes that i was just blazing matter of fact i'm gonna hit this bitch again before we rate this fucking movie shit's fire. I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta let you know, Lord of mercy. <coughs> Woohoo! Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, my goodness. Again, that was uh, during the smoke break, man, rubber bands and his homeboy 24-7. Go check them out. Uh, they actually got a YouTube channel and it is Rubber bands, R U B B E R B A N D Z, all one word. <coughs> so yeah, man, go there. Some young cats doing the damn thing, and I always support uh, them. The you know the youngsters. I, I support uh, you know all the artists that are really out there grinding, that are grinding and doing their damn thing. And uh, so, but after the smoke break, I always do the rating of the film so what we're gonna do is gonna jump into that uh we're gonna start out as always with film originality <coughs> uh the film originality amazing i've i've i didn't see one uh, of course you know you got all kind of scarecrow shit now but back in 81 nah we didn't we didn't see any scarecrow shit so that's and it it was a creepy fucking scarecrow, like no shit. When you watch the movie Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, nineteen eighty one, again you can watch it for free on YouTube. And but when you watch it, you'll see like it's it was creepy. And you grew up in the eighties and you know seventies, eighties, like like I did. You'll understand what I'm saying. So I'm gonna give that a fucking ten straight up. I'm going to give it a 10. Uh, cinematography, it was a shot for TV. CBS uh, is the one who released it. And it was it was pretty good. Uh, you know, for, for 81, there was, you know, of course, 
Halloween had came, you know, they they brought out the the steady cam uh Friday the 13th same thing uh it was it was shot pretty good for a for a CBS television movie and i you know for cinematography i give them an 8 you know i give them an 8 uh the characters man the characters i think they were i think they were great i think uh, every character had a significant part, played the, had some great actors, uh, you know, in it, and they went on to do some amazing acting. Uh, excuse me, that was my coffee cup. Let me, let me grab a little drink. I'm a little cotton mouth parched. Uh, man, I swear to God, I am a coffee junkie. That is, if I could mainline coffee, that's what I would do. Just add some cream and a little sugar, and bam, put that shit mainline in my vein, motherfucker. Because I'll take it. But uh, characters, yeah, everybody played a, a great role. They had some great actors, actresses. Uh, and, yeah, they, they did a hell of a job. And I'm going to give it a nine. I'm gonna, you know, give it give it a nine. They're doing a great job. Special effects, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. There really, man, there really wasn't uh, a whole lot of special effects except the, you know, the bullet holes in the the scarecrow. Um, other than that, it just really there wasn't there wasn't a lot of uh, special effects. So I'm gonna go ahead and pass that one. If that's cool. Uh, music score, again, uh, 81. It it had some creepy intro music. Um, a score. They really didn't score the movie too well. It just had a couple of, you know, little eerie points or whatever. So, for the score, and I hate to do it, but I'm going to give it a six. I'm, I'm going to go with a six on this one. Uh, sound quality, again, it was the 80s, 81. Uh, you know, you didn't have Dolby Digital. You didn't have, you know, any, you know, hi-fi stuff, you know. It, it, so, you got what you got. But for 81, I mean, it, they done they done a pretty good job. So, we're, we'll go with an eight on that one. Uh, scares. Now, in this one, it really doesn't have. Now, there's a, a few uh, little jump scares, but not a lot. It's it's just basically a a thriller that leads you into you know what what is going to happen. How these fucks, you know the 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 clan of, of dumbasses get, you know, get their karma and Bubba gets his revenge and, you know, shout out to, you know, all the, the mentally off, you know what I'm saying? Bubba got revenge for all y'all. It's all y'all. <laughs> he did it for you. But, uh, 
there wasn't too many scares in that. Like, uh, and that's that's what I look at. Like shit that makes you like jump. And until the end, where the scarecrow moves, and it still wasn't really a jump scare. It was kind of like oh fuck scare. So the uh, I, I I'm gonna give it about a seven. And that's all because of the ending. I ain't going to lie to you. There was some scary parts in it, creepy spots, but it just, uh, like I said, yeah, seven. And uh, entertainment value. <clears throat> the entertainment value on this movie is, it's great. It, it will keep you involved, enthralled in the movie. You, you, you're not going to really want to get up and, Go go piss a lot, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like have your candy, popcorn, whatever the fuck you're gonna eat, sandwiches, whatever, and just have it ready because you'll definitely get into this, into this movie. Um, it's it, 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 yeah, it's it it was good, and uh, so. All around, we're gonna we're gonna give Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. We're gonna give it an eight point five, and uh, for a nineteen eighty one television movie, that's not bad. That is not bad, especially coming from a horror fanatic as my you know as I am. Uh, I just you know that's it. You know about about an eight point about an eight point five, and uh. If you guys see the movie and you disagree with the rating, you know, hit us up. Hit us up at thehorrormoviehoodreview.com. Also, we have horrormoviehoodreview at gmail.com. And because we've had that since the show has fucking began. And we're over 60 episodes, so we're going to keep it. Um, also, you can hit us up on our Facebook. It's uh, Facebook, The Horror Movie Hood Review. TikTok, The Horror Movie Hood Review. <clears throat> you can also get up. Man, I, boy, I've got that, that, that bud just woo. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, you know. You, you can get in touch with us there. We we shut down our Twitter because, man, really, I fucking hate Twitter. I ain't going to lie, dude. Fuck Twitter. You know, like, it, it, it ain't nothing but a bunch of politic, you know, people running their fucking mouths, having different point of views, pushing agendas on people. And, and I, I have to say this because I am from Nashville. And rest in peace to all the victims that were in the Cal the, the Calvert shooting and it, cause that was, Oh man, I just, when I heard about it, I, I couldn't believe it. You know, we watched, uh, everything, uh, or not Calvert, uh, Con, uh, Covenant school. Excuse me. I'm sorry about that. But you know, we lost three young children and three, teacher well two teachers and a and a janitor and that was just senseless and, and and you know I don't believe in I don't press uh guns the gun issue uh but again it's not the guns fault 
I've, I got, I have an AR-15 sitting here that has not killed anybody. <clears throat> and it's been sitting there for four years. It hasn't killed anybody. So it is the person with the fucking gun. And I'm not even going to mention that bitch's name, period. You get no love from this channel, but we will, we will fucking say rest in peace to the children that were, that were, and the adults that were taken so fucking senselessly. And we're actually going to go and age nine, Evelyn Dacaucus, rest in peace. Haley Scruggs, nine, rest in peace. William Kenny, rest in peace. Nine years old. Nine years old. Uh, also, Cynthia Peak, age 61. Rest in peace. Catherine Koontz, age 60. Rest in peace. Mike Hill, age 61. Rest in peace. And to the person who done the shooting, rest in piss. Because you deserve everything you fucking got. And again, it is the mental illness. If she would have got some kind of help, because she had been talking about this for two fucking years. Two years. If she would have got that help, maybe this would not have happened. But I know the 9mm, or both 9mm, damn skip it. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. And I know that from fucking experience. I've seen it happen right in my fucking eyes. That's part of my PTSD that has led to social anxiety and extreme agoraphobia. And, and that's it. So, you know, mental health awareness, guys. If you see somebody that is having an issue like that, reach out to them. Reach out to them or reach out to somebody to help them. They need that help. Because they will. This was not an AR-15 that killed these people. This was a 9mm rifle. I mean, yes, it was a high-capacity magazine, but hey, so was a handgun. I have a fucking a Springfield 9mm that holds 19 shots. I'm not going to use them all, but just in case, you know, it's but again, guys, it on the mental health issue, if you if you see somebody that that posts something on social media and they're having a bad day or they're they're seeming like, you know, that that they are mentally disturbed or they are having a, t a rough time mentally reach out to that person tell them hey man you know you need to talk or hey i love you hey brother hey sister i just wanted to tell you i love you that could change that person's whole frame of mind and whole day so you know guys do that shit do not be selfish or think that you can't help a mentally ill person because I deal with it daily. 
I deal with it daily. And it, on a bad day, if my wife sends me a message saying, baby, I, I, I know you're having a rough day and I just want to tell you that I love you and that if you need me, I'm here. That makes my fucking day almost 100% better. And it's little things like that that can help people, man. So guys, do that. Do that. If you see somebody that is having a hard time, reach out. You don't have to be a fucking doctor. You don't have to be a counselor. You don't have to be any of that shit. You just have to be a human. A human being. Again, it's not the guns, guys. Because I'll give you my guns when you get when you turn in your fucking guns. Because until they're gone, I'm keeping mine. Because I ain't never seen a motherfucker fight a bullet with their bare hands. Or a knife. And that's 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 it on that. So uh, but I do want to give my fucking people a shout out, man, who who really hang in there with me and sponsor my shit, basically. <laughs> uh, I fucking just had them. Excuse me, I got to get my paper. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. First of all, I want to give a give a big shout out to the Wildwood Reserve Barbershop in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And you can find them at 1330 Northwest Broad Street, Murfreesboro. <clears throat> or you can also, also hit them up at www.www.barbershop.com. They, they have all kind of merch. They have t-shirts. They have beard, must, uh, mustache, balm, um, natural sea salt uh, for, for healing. For, you know, like when you shave, you put that on there, man. It does a great job. Uh, it's 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 ran by Walter Holt, uh, my homeboy, my family. And he's he's the owner, operator, and works out of there himself. And if you ever get a chance to get out there, man, go and get you a smooth shave or get your hair trimmed up. And it, it's it's a classy place, and they definitely treat you like you're you're at home. And so, you know, definitely go check them out. Again, www.www.barbershop.com or if you're in that area, go to 1330 Northwest Broad Street, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. <laughs> also, also going to give my fucking family, man, John Weiser at TriStar Marketing Solutions. And if you have a independent business or a large business and you want to keep up with, with your, your, your daily hits and you want to boost your, your internet uh, marketing or your marketing period, this man will do it. He will get it done for you. He will definitely do it. Uh, Wildwood Reserve Barbershop uses them. The Horror Movie Hood Review uses them. So definitely go check them out. If you have a, a, a business that you want to start boosting and making it better, go to it. You can check them out at www.tristarmarketingsolutions.net. 
it will it will forward you to the TristarMarketingSolutions.com, which will be up and running soon. So definitely give him a fucking give them a a check out. Uh, also, gotta gotta give a fucking shout out and a plug for my my family as well with uh, Wiser Choice Realty, and that is my family, my cousin Carla Wiser. She is a great realtor. Uh, Easy to work with, one of the best out there. She gets the ravest reviews. And you can check her out at www.wiserchoicerealtor.com. And I guarantee you, you will not regret working with her. She is uh, down to earth, funny as fuck, love her to death. And she will get you in that that new house that you have been looking for. I also want to give a shout out to my guy at Tegrity Farms, Nathaniel Curl. Thank you, man, for the buzz today. You guys go check him out on Facebook, man. Tegrity Farms, again, T-E-G-R-I-D-Y Farms, P-H-A-R-M-S. And go check him out. He's got some great product, and it is um, very clean, natural and one of the best CBDs I have ever laid my hands on. Uh, also, want to give a shout out to Dr. P, my guy, Dr. P up there in Oregon. And you know who you are. That's my family. Uh, you know, much love. Thank you for for the medicine. And uh, you always you're always there, man. When I when I have that struggling day of you know maybe a little depression or down on myself or whatever I can talk to him and he gives me that little boost to you know keep going uh also want to definitely give a shout out to my my dude uh Chad Arms they've got the 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 movie review that they do is fucking hilarious man it is I'm going through my favorites so Cause the damn fan just blew them down. So, but it is called Over the Top with Chad and Tony, and it's a YouTube channel. And go check them out, man. They they reviews they review all kind of movies. They just done a horror movie uh, review, fucking hilarious, and it's it, it's definitely worth it. So yeah, go check them out, man. It's Over the Top with Chad and Tony on Barbershop uh, on a. Good Lord, listen to me. Ah! Uh, Chad and Tony on YouTube. And uh, again, guys, we still have our albums out. Both albums are still out. Uh, we have Concrete or Lead is still out on all platforms. You can get it. Download it. Download the album. Do us a favor. Download the album because you won't regret it. It's, it's 15 songs. Good shit. Real good, feel good music. And we also have the newest one, Mentally Ill. It is out, again, on all platforms and 15 tracks. Killing it. We're killing it. And, again, it's T-Sean and A&D Trackbaster. 
T-R-A-C-K-B-A-S-T-A-R-D. And you can either look us up, T-Shawn and, the word and, or the and sign. And we kind of had a little mess up when we were loading the last one. So, but you can find us. Go check us out. Go look us up on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, uh, wherever, man. We are everywhere. We're everywhere. So go get it, man. Uh, I, I think you're definitely going to dig it. But again, guys, uh, hit us up. Let us know what you think about the podcast. Um, let us know if you got a, a movie that you would like us to review. And you can do that, again, by going to thehorrormoviehoodreview at gmail.com, horrormoviehoodreview at gmail.com, our Facebook, The Horror Movie Hood Review, TikTok, Horror Movie Hood Review, because... I forgot the fucking password, so I ain't got no excuses. That's just what it is. <laughs> but yeah, for Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, man, I'm, I'm, I gotta say it, man. Go rent it, borrow it, buy it, stream it, watch that motherfucker, cause it is, it's good, man. It is good. It is a 1981. Grab your ass, like it for real. It's creepy as fuck, and you won't regret it. You won't regret it. And if you do regret it. Hey man, send us an email. Tell us what you thought about it. Tell us, you know, give us your thoughts. Go to our Facebook, leave a comment, or you can you can leave a comment on here or, uh, on Podbean. Co- go ahead and comment of what you thought about it, or what you thought about the podcast. You know, is there anything that, that I need to change, do differently, add, take away? <laughs> but. That's uh, that, guys. That's I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting anything. I really don't think I am. Um, but just a shout out to all the fucking people who listen. We're 47 countries worldwide, uh, and in every language they understand. I fucking love y'all. I fucking love y'all. You guys make it possible for me to keep doing this podcast and keep keep me driving to do this podcast because it is for you guys. I mean, it's it started out with me not having anything to do and my wife suggested, hey, why don't you do a podcast about horror movies? So shout out to the wifey. You know, love you and thank you for always having my back and support. And yeah. And again, to to all the people that I shouted out, man, go check them out, guys. Uh, they're they're really doing their thing, man. Uh, the Wildwood Reserve Barbershop, uh, TriStar Marketing Solutions, uh, Wiser Realty, uh, Rubber Bands, just they're all doing the damn thing. And go check out T-Shine the Track Bastard, Mentally Ill, or Concrete or Lead, but guys. I'm going to get out of here, man. Let you motherfuckers get to your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Smoke some fucking weed. Rent some horror movies. Watch the fucking horror movies. But above all, man, in this crazy-ass fucking world, be safe. Be safe. And you always got fucking love. And if you need to talk even about mental health shit, hit us up. We'll, we'll definitely chat with you because we know a bit about it. For real, for real. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, guys, have a, have a great fucking weekend. 
as always, uh, watch horror movies. Watch this one. Again, you can watch Dark Knight of the Scarecrow on YouTube for free. So go Google it. It will take you to the link and check it out. But guys, have a great weekend. And as always, from your from your homeboy, oh man, damn. Good shout out to my homeboy Chris, man. My producer Chris, who helps keep this motherfucker going, dude. I I, I don't know why that and uh my homeboy Track Bastard B for the intro. Love man, he, he's always there. Much love. Love you fucking guys. And from Tishon, the horror movie hood review family. Much love, and as always, peace.